I never said that before. But your tongue, the declaration of your faith, confessing and declaring, Thank you, Lord, the healing power of God is at work in me. Thank you, Lord, I believe that I'm healed. I thank you, Lord, for making me whole. I give you praise tonight that you took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. Thank you, Lord, that by your stripes I was healed. Thank you, Lord, that you are my Redeemer. You have redeemed me from the curse of any sickness and of every disease. That's keeping the switch of faith turned on. By the confessing of your mouth what the Word says, and by the fruit of your lips giving thanks to His name giving thanks to his name amen can we do it just for a few more moments tonight let's give him thanks give thanks to his name he is worthy of our praise now perhaps you're healed and you didn't need healing tonight but how many of you've got your faith out for something else you got your faith out maybe for an increase in the area of finances. You got your faith out maybe for employment. You got your faith out for a loved one to be saved. Amen? Well, you need to keep the switch of faith turned on. You see, after you believe you have received and taken your dominion, you got to lift up your voice in praise and thanksgiving and thank, thank Him ahead of time for that job. Thank Him ahead of time for that loved one being saved. Thank Him ahead of time for that increase. Amen. Praise the Lord. My God shall supply all my need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And I just want to thank you, Lord, for it tonight. You liberally supply and you fill to the full my every need, and you do it according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, it's one thing for the pastor to know that. It's one thing for the pastor to say that. But it makes all the difference when you say it. You see, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You hear the Word of God taught. You hear the Word of God preached. You hear me confessing the Word. But faith for you will come as you hear yourself speak God's Word. I'm going to say it again. Faith will come for you as you hear yourself speaking God's Word. Hallelujah. Somebody says, well, man, I was looking for something easy to do. It's as easy as one, two, three. Amen? You know, people talk all the time, unless you're very introverted and you don't speak at all, and God can help you with that. But most of the time, people's mouths are moving. Sometimes they're just moving in the wrong direction. They're saying the wrong things. Or maybe it's just godless chatter or just kind of carnal talk and talking about this and talking about that. I think we need to get our mouth in gear and start talking what God wants us to say. Man, it's an enthusiastic crew here tonight. Thank you, Lord. Woo, hallelujah. Turning your Bibles tonight to Proverbs chapter 4. Look with me in verse 20 through 22. Proverbs 4. And if you're here for the very first time, welcome. Would you kindly raise your hands? We want to acknowledge your, your being here for the first time. Thank you for coming, sir. My name is uh, uh, DeMarco. No, my name is Pastor Mark. Love to meet you afterwards. Thank you so much for coming. All right, so let's look at Proverbs chapter 4. And notice with me in verse 20 through 22. He said, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear. In other words, tune your ear in to my sayings. Let them, my words, not depart from before thine eyes. 
Keep them, my words, in the midst of thine heart. For they, my words, are life unto those that find them, and they are health and their healing and their medicine to all of their flesh. Now notice with me that they are life to those that find them. There's a blessing in finding the word. There's a blessing in knowing where the healing scriptures are. There's a blessing for you opening up your Bible and finding verses that are applicable to your situation. Amen? They are life to those that find them. Well, God's Word is life all the time, but if we never look at it, it's not really ministering life to us. So what I'm saying to you, get the Word of life down on the inside of you in copious amounts. For they are health. Or as the Hebrew says, they are medicine to all of their flesh. So then, if we take God's word right, it will heal us. It's available to everyone. And so we need then to make sure that we are taking in the word. Now, it's interesting to me that he didn't just say healing verses are life to all their flesh. How many of you know that the begats are anointed? Amen. The scriptures in the book of Numbers are anointed. This whole word is alive. This whole world word is filled with power. It is alive and it's filled with power. You know, Jesus said this, Man shall not live by mere bread alone, but man shall live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of of God. And so then what food is to this natural body, God's word is to your spirit. Oh, my brothers and sisters, if we could just get a hold of that. God's word is food to our spirit. Now, maybe you're in a situation where you've been experiencing some symptoms Maybe physically, maybe even in the area of the mental realm. And perhaps there's some oppression and depression knocking on the door of your soul. Or maybe you're experiencing serious symptoms of bills stacking up. Well, I believe if that's the case, you need to increase your medicine. Amen. What am I talking about? What I'm talking about increasing your medicine. I'm talking about stop talking the problem. Stop thinking about the problem. Amen. I'm talking about reading the Word. If it's in the area of healing, read your healing verses. But not just the healing verses. Read Matthew. Read Ephesians for dessert. I'm serious. Then read some more. And by the way, we have a, a CD that we put together years ago called Healing Scriptures and Prosperity Scriptures that are free. And all you've got to do is put that CD on in your car, in your home, and just let the Word of God minister to you. Double up on your Word intake. Triple up on your Word intake. That's increase. Because they're life to those that find them. And they are health. And they are healing to all of their flesh. Listen, 
If you take enough of God's Word long enough, it will move out of your life what perhaps has been resident in your life for too long already. If you'll take enough word concerning your peace that passes understanding and concerning keeping your eyes and fixed upon Him, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord of peace, and let those peace scriptures dwell richly in you, you will move oppression far from you. Amen. Now, I'm just exhorting you to read the Word. So many people, they, they don't understand what God's Word is to their spirit. How many of you know your mind doesn't have to understand it to benefit from it? You know, maybe you had some cornbread before you came to church tonight. You know, maybe you had some a biscuit this morning for breakfast. You didn't need to understand the miraculous structure of a biscuit or the cornbread to get nourishment or strength from it. Do you? And God's Word is life. It's health. It's filled with power. And it works effectually in men and women that believe. Say it with me. I believe. I am a believer. I'm not a doubter. I believe the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation. I believe it so much that I act on it because I am a doer of the Word of God. Amen. So every word, every word is medicine. So before you read, Pray over the Word. Before you confess God's Word, pray over it. Thank the Lord for it. Now, I'll catch myself sometimes, and I think this is a good way to do it. So I want to, you know, just suggest it to you. If you've got maybe five or six healing scriptures, you know, for example, Isaiah 53, verses 4 through 6, which says, Surely He has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Yet we did esteem Him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And Matthew 8, 17 says, Himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. How many of you know what he took you don't need to take? And then 1 Peter 2, 24, Who his own self bare sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Now, what can happen in your life, if you have, you know, five or six scriptures, you can kind of look at them religiously and get in a rut and ritualistic about quoting God's Word. So I believe that one of the things that helps me as I go to the healing verses, I just get in an atmosphere of praise and I start thanking Him. Lord, I thank You so much that You took my infirmities. Thank You so much that you bore my, my sicknesses. Thank you so much that by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. And you know where I got that from? I got that from Joel Osteen's mom, Dodie. Dodie Osteen was um, diagnosed with cancer and really basically given a death sentence and sent home to die. And of course, her and John were in their prime of pastoring. And that's not a good report when a pastor's wife gets a bad report like that. Because you know you have a race to run. You've got all these things you want to do. So they went home. 
And they got on the carpet before the Lord. And they just sensed in their spirit that her time was not yet. That there was more to her race that needed to be accomplished. And so they went to this word that we're talking about tonight. And they exercised faith in the word, laid hands on her, cursed it, believed, received. And then her job from that point on, whether she felt healed or not, was to get the word in her. And I heard her give a testimony about it. And she would just thank the Lord before each verse. She would praise him before each verse. You know, praise is a powerful thing. The Bible says that, that God inhabits what? The what? The praises of his people. So that means he settles down and he dwells right smack dab in the midst of your praise. So his power is in the word. Amen. The word is filled with power. Paul said it like this, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. No word of God is void of. Are you all here? No word of God is void of. There's power in the word. There's power in praise. There's power in prayer. And so I want to suggest that to you tonight. Be a reader, be a meditator, and be a Praiser. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Say this out loud with me. Healing power is at work in me. The Word of God is life to me. It is medicine, healing, and health to all my flesh. So then, any time... The Word of God is preached. Anytime the Word of God is taught, anytime the Word of God is being read, there's life coming out of it. And it has a cumulative effect on you. Whether you realize it or not, something is happening in your spirit in this service. So, month after month, and year after year, this word, his presence, it has an effect upon you, cumulatively. How many of you know it's important to attend services? To read the word every day? To soak in his presence? You know what's happening? Whether you realize it or not, it's permeating you. It's getting in you. It does things to your immune system that for some will enable you to live another 30 years. Come on now. He said with long life. Not with wrong life. He said with long life will I satisfy him. And I will show him my salvation. And the Spanish Bible says, I will show him my healing. You know, I believe that we can live as long as we want. Amen? And uh, I don't want to get into the 120 thing or anything like that. But I believe that we ought to live until we're done. 
And I don't mean done over by the devil and just beat up and beat down. I believe we ought to live till we're finished. That's right. Until we're satisfied. With a long life, will I satisfy him? And so there's things, I know for a fact that there's been things that have happened in my body, in my organs, over the years of my life that have just been miraculous. I know that this word has kept me. You know, the Bible says that we are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation or unto deliverance. God's word's kept you alive. It's working in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. God's word is keeping you alive. Amen. Now, one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to get lazy spiritually. Amen? You don't want to become a, a sluggard or become sluggish spiritually. Now, for example, if a person has got a real test going on in their life, I mean, you know, according to medical science, a, a, a serious diagnosis and maybe they're in the hospital, and perhaps, you know, you go to visit them, and they're laying up in the hospital bed watching soap operas or just watching television all day. You don't have time for that. I say, you don't have time for that. Yeah, I, I, I remember the, 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 the doctors going and, and talking to Dad Hagen and Asking him, because he was bedridden for a number of months, and they asked him, well, you know, do you ever read this, or do you ever, you know, read that, or do you ever do this or do that? And Dad Hagen basically told him, I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to do that. And so it's important that we understand that to realize in the middle of a test, if we want a testimony, we're going to have to apply our heart to understanding. Now, God does do instant things. He does do instant miracles. He is a miracle-working God. But way, way back when Catherine Kuhlman was alive and she had a marvelous, marvelous uh, ministry of miracles, many of the people that experienced miracles in those miracle-working type services, they would lose their healing after a period of time because of a counterattack. Now, believers then who sit under the word like you do and like I do, believers, if we get a miracle, the Bible says we must hold fast to that which we have. Amen? In other words, hold fast to that word. Now, I'm not prophesying counterattacks, and I'm not magnifying the devil, but we do know and understand that the devil's a thief. And he comes to steal, he comes to kill, and he comes to destroy. And so I say all that to encourage you, not just when you're in a severe test. Yes, when you're in a severe test. Take massive quantities of God's Word. But don't wait until something like that happens. Take the Word now. Let it dwell in you now. Activate it now. Keep the switch of faith. Doing what? Turned on. I believe the Word of God is doing things to some people's pancreases tonight. It's doing things to the marrow of some people's bones in this place tonight. Who glory to God. Say it again, healing power. It's working in me.
So, so what you want to do is you want to keep your spirit real strong. You want to keep this, this spirit man. You are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a physical body. When I say that we're, we are a spirit, I'm declaring to you tonight that we're created in the likeness and image of God. And what is God? God is a spirit. Amen. And I am a spirit being. Now, what happens to the physical body when it's not used and it just gets on the couch and becomes a couch potato? Come on. And eats a, eats a bag of potato chips every day? You know, a 12-pack of beer? You know, what happens to a body like that? Come on, let's be honest. It gets fat. It gets flabby. It gets sluggish. And it gets out of shape. So when it's time then to make a demand on the body to do something, there's a whole lot of huffing and puffing going on. <laughs> it's like some of these guys in the World Series, like Pablo and this butler guy for Kansas City. I mean, whew, they're <laughs> but thank God they made it. Well, the same thing is true. <laughs> the same thing is true with your spirit. Your spirit, man, can get way out of shape. And you can be a wonderful Christian. You can be a great Christian. You can go to a wonderful church like this, or Assemblies of God even, or Foursquare. A great church with a great pastor where people are getting saved and life is all around you. And yet, you can be a spiritual weakling. Because you haven't taken time to exercise this. Now look at Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14. Now you can do this, guys. This isn't to condemn you. This is to lift you. This is to encourage you. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14. We're going we're gonna to look at it from a couple of translations. In Proverbs 18, 14, in the King James, it says, The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity but a wounded spirit who can bear. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. What does the word sustain mean? Anybody define that for me? Keep, protect, guard, enable you to make it through, right? So an infirmity, we could say, is a test. An infirmity comes along to weaken us, whatever kind of infirmity that might be. It comes to bring us down and to weaken us, but the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. But what kind of a spirit? What kind of a spirit? Well, let's look at Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14 in the Amplified Version. Thank you, Lord. Look at here. Look at here, look at here, look at here. Let's read it together. Ready? Please read. The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble but a weak and broken spirit who can raise up or bear. So a weak or a broken spirit, when the test comes, it's not strong. It's too weak. Okay? But what kind of a spirit will sustain you? I can't hear you. What kind of a spirit? What kind? The strong spirit of a man. What's the opposite of strong? Okay, will the weak spirit of a man sustain him? 
No, a weak spirit won't do it. Can be a perfectly wonderful Christian. You know? Can be an awesome person. A great man or woman of love. You know, a tither, a giver, a server in the church. Wonderful person. But on the inside, they're not strong. How many of you know that we don't obtain our healing because we're good guys? How many of you know that we don't receive prosperity and increase in our lives because we walk in love or we serve in the church? Now, if that were the case, then here's what would, what would be. It would be by works. Let's look at over at Ephesians chapter 2. And notice with me in verse 8 and 9. Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9. Say with me, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of of his might. Devil come along and say, No, you're not. Yes, I am. I am strong. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I didn't say anything about being strong in Mark. I'm in Christ. Christ is me. My strength doesn't come from going to the gym and working out. My spiritual strength comes from him. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is the strength of your life. Then the enemy come along and tell you, uh, you know what, you failed at this before, and why even apply for that job? Why even go over here? You know, why even do this, do that? You can't do that. But you know what? The response to that is, I can. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Come on, guys, say it with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah, but you look weak, and you talked about how you felt weak. But, devil, it's a new day. I got revelation on the inside. I'm more than a conqueror. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I may feel weak, but I'm saying I'm strong. Come on now. Let the weak say, oh, I don't know whether I can make it or not. I don't know whether I can get to church or not. I've got the sniffles. I don't know whether I can get up for work or not. That's weakness. Right? Let the weak say, if you felt strong all the time, you wouldn't have to say strong. But if you want to go from weakness to strength, you've got to say strength. Don't call it like it is. Call it like you want it. Don't call the things that are. Call the things which be not until they are. Say it with me. Let the weak declare I am strong. And so then you have to answer these lies that come to your soul. Anybody ever heard a lie? Well, the devil's a liar. And that's what he does. He tries to diminish Christ in you by always trying to say, you can't, you're not enough, it'll never happen. He is a liar. Okay? Now I want you to look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse, verse 8 and 9. Maybe this will answer some questions for some of you. And, and I don't mean to be mean about it. I don't mean to be ugly about it. Um, but... Being in church and being a server and being a tither uh, does not buy you your healing. 
It doesn't make you more likely to be healed than Joe Schmo that just walked in church and is kind of a cruzomatic, and yet they've got this on the inside of them. Come on now. I'm not advocating being a bum spiritually and not serving. But notice Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. It says, for by grace you are what? By grace you are saved. Now that word saved there is an all-inclusive word. The word saved not only means set free from sin, but the word saved there I believe is sozo. It also carries with it the thought of health, healing, wholeness, prosperity, peace. And so it says, by grace you are saved through what? Through faith. Well, it would be wonderful if I had the faith to tap into the grace. You have the faith. Faith is on the inside of you. Amen? The Bible says he's dealt to every man among you the measure of faith. Say this with me. I have the measure of mountain-moving faith. So it says, for by grace I am saved through faith. For by grace I am healed through faith. For by grace I am prosperous through faith. For by grace do I have the peace of God that passeth all understanding through faith. Now notice, read the rest of the, ready? And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. And that not of yourselves. Now look at verse 9. Look at this. Not of works. It's by grace through faith. It's not of works lest any man should boast. Oh, look at me. Look at me. I'm, I'm super-duper Christian. I give more than everybody. I, I, I serve in the church 20 times a month. Look at me. No, it's not a works. Now, once you're saved, you should be doing some good works, but you don't get saved by works. You get saved by grace through faith, and then once you're born again, you do good works as unto him. Amen? So, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now, while we're thinking about this, and I'm not going to preach real long tonight, so look at Romans chapter 5, and notice with me in verse 1 and verse 2. Romans, the fifth chapter, and notice with me in verse 1 and verse 2. The enemy's plan is to overwhelm and to destroy you, that over the process of time, to get you weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. And when you're weak enough, take you out. But God's plan is for you to grow. God's plan is for you to get stronger and stronger. Come on. And stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And just keep that turkey waiting. Just keep that ugly, ornery devil waiting till you just get stronger and stronger and stronger. Then you're finished. It's time for you to check out. And you can go, nah, 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 nah. I'm out of here. I'm free. That's a good testimony. All right. So Romans 5 verse 1. Therefore, being justified or declared righteous by faith, what do we have? We have peace. You know, once you get saved, man, it gives you peace. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, verse 2 is what I want you to see. 
by whom also we have access by what? Faith into what? So we access by faith this grace that we're so freely saved by. Amen? We access it by grace, by faith, into this grace, wherein we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. I want to take you through a spiritual exercise tonight in closing. So I'm going to ask you, if you would, to stand to your feet right now. Stand to your feet right now. Millions of Christians are staying at church. They're not reading their Bible. They're not praying. They're not praising. They're not worshiping God. So they're getting weaker and weaker. But I'm persuaded of this bunch that we're getting stronger and stronger. We're getting stronger and stronger. Is that right? Amen. One more scripture, Proverbs 4.23 in the Amplified Version. Proverbs 4.23. It's interesting, actually, Proverbs 4.25. Excuse me, 4.25. Right in the context of our text tonight, where he said, My son, attend to my words, incline thy ear to my sayings, keep them in the midst of thy heart, for my words are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Verse 25 in that same context says, Now, keep and guard your heart. Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard. For out of your heart it flows the springs or the issues of life. Amen? So tonight what we're going to do is we're going to declare a few scriptures on what God's Word says about strength. Are you ready to do that? All right, let's turn over to uh, uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, and let's just, you just say these words along with me, and say them like you believe it, and say it like you mean it. Amen? You all ready? Now, this is something you could do for about an hour in your own bedroom. Say this with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say it like this, I can do all things through Christ, the Anointed One, and His anointing, which strengthens me. He is even tonight infusing His inner strength into my spirit. And I declare that His strength is more than enough for me. Thank you, Lord, that I am strong. I am strong. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. Thank you, Master, that the joy of the Lord is strengthening me now. Ha, ha, ha. I'm full of joy. Ha, 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 ha. I'm filled with the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord strengthens me now, strengthens me later on, strengthens me tomorrow, and the joy of the Lord strengthens me every day. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. 
the Spirit of God, the Spirit of might, lives on the inside of me. Say it with me. The Spirit of might, He lives in me. He dwells in me. And I declare this night that I am experiencing daily the richest measure of your divine presence. I am a person filled wholly and flooded with the whole presence of God. I'll purpose in my heart to keep my spirit strong. No more weakness for me. No more down days for me. From this night forward, I'll lean on, I'll rely on the strength of the Lord. And the enemy will come along and say, you're not going to be able to make it today. You're just not going to make it. You just better stay home. Well, here's what you tell him. I will go in the strength of the Lord. I will go in the strength of the Lord. <laughs> come on, let's be honest about it. How many of you have ever just felt like you just couldn't make it? You ever had a day where you, you just, man, I, I'm just staying in bed. I've had many Sundays like that that I've just as soon put the covers over my head and let someone else preach the word that Sunday. But I am not going to live and yield to the defeated one. I serve the God of victory. <clears throat> so I can declare, Mr. Devil, you stay here. I'm going in the strength of the Lord. Say with me, I will go. In the strength of the Lord. I'm going. Oh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going all right. I'm not staying here. I'm going. Yeah, 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 I'm going. I'm going in the strength of the Lord. Whoo, glory to God. <laughs> yeah. And then the devil come along and say, yeah, but once you get there, you'll be whooped. Once you get there, you'll be worn out. No, thank God I'm going from strength to strength, from glory to glory, and from faith to faith. <laughs> Listen, you'll go in the strength of the Lord, and the strength of the Lord will keep you and enable you to go the next step. So you're going from strength to strength, strength to strength. Is that right? Is that you? I said, is that you? Am I preaching to the right bunch tonight? Is that you? Are you going to go in the... Oh, glory to God. Are you going to go in the strength of the Lord? <laughs> well, I preached myself happy. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you've been encouraged. And above all, I hope you do it. Because the blessing is in the doing. Give your neighbor a high five and say, I'm going. In the strength of the Lord, and every day, I'm going from strength to strength. Whoo, glory to glory. Hallelujah.